Welcome back, Patriots. This is part two of our episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you missed part one, go back and check it out. Here we go. I think the sunlight needs to go on Perkins Coie, needs to go on the FBI, needs to go on the CIA, needs to go on Hillary Clinton, needs to go on, on Joe Biden, on, on Obama, all of these pieces of trash. And they are trash. They have stepped on your, on your body, on the corpses, in order to get to a place while they're smiling at you. The Eric Coomers of the world, the Dominion Voting Systems, the ESNS. They don't care about people. They don't care about you at all. And, and what is shameful about this is that the EBITs that are in police offices and DAs, they don't have the courage that this whistleblower had for Perkins Coie to stand up. They don't have that courage. And so here, here's what I say to you with your patriot. And, and I want to say this from the bottom of my heart. You can kiss my I shouldn't go broke defending and standing up for everyone in the country. You should feel an obligation to stand shoulder to shoulder with me and Mike Lindell and Ash Epp, and Sean Smith, and Tina Peters, and Ron Hanks. I mean, I can keep going down the line. You should feel an obligation to stand up next to those people. You should be walking door to door telling everyone what is happening in our country. That, I mean, and if, if you want to know what I think, that's what I think. I think at some point, we got to start doing that. It can't just be, it can't just be us out there doing the work and watching it like it's some sort of schoolyard brawl. Because that's what I feel like it is. I feel like you're just watching the fight, enjoying it, being a spectator. And we got to stop being spectators. Collectively, we have to stop being spectators. And I don't feel like we're doing that. And by the way, I got to I got to I got to say something else about this. This the, the, the people have said stuff like, "Oh, Joe went and bought a house in Texas." I mean, that that has been said, right, Ash? Is that yes. not said? Yes. Yeah, I went I went to Texas to buy a house. And that's not actually what happened. What happened was is that I needed a place that I could go to that was not in Colorado in the most blue part of the country with as many people out there that are trying to do harm to my family and have a place where I can go and feel safe. But you don't want to talk about that. Nobody wants, These people that want to take shots at my character who said, I know Joe, I don't confide in those people. I got about three or four people in my life that I confide with. All three of those four people, or three or four people, are right next to me. Right now, to this day, they're still right next to me. Haven't left. One of them is a raging Democrat. Still hasn't left my side. And I find it, I find it absolutely disgusting, appalling, that anyone would go out there and say, hey, we're going to take all the stuff Eric Coomer did, put it in a box, we're going to put it in a box, put it over here, we're going we're to paint him as the, the good doctor, we're going to just slaughter Joe because he's, he's standing up too much for the people in his community. I mean, this Sean Beadle person writes an article about me every three to four days. Obsessed. And so now, now we're looking at, how, how, you know, we're, we're going through the lawsuit stage of how are they using and utilizing the media in order to attack and bully me. It's called cyberbullying, by the way. You can write an article about something, but writing article after article after article after article after article after article about me? No. Uh, that, that, that does qualify for cyber stalking and cyber bullying. And we won't go to Denver for that. Th this is the type of thing we're dealing with. Absolute evil. So I would just, I would, I would tell every one of you that, look, we, we, we either win this together or we just, we just give up now. Just, and, I, and I said when Sussman Verdict came through that we're irrevocably broken. We're, the, our country is broken. But whether or not we're able to pick up the pieces and put it back together, it relies fully on you. 
I mean, if, if we all stand up at the same time, it's the same conversation when we started this, this podcast, the same conversation we want to have about black people and brown people and minorities not feeling like the Second Amendment applies to them. Deathly afraid to walk into a gun store and try to buy a gun legally and get their CCW and do things right because they have been conditioned to feel like that guns are bad. Stay away from them. And if you want to defend yourself, the only way you need to do it is get it off the street out of a trunk, of a car. All right. Well, we're, 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 we're kind of out of time. I kind of just went on a, a, a tirade about where we are. but Yeah, man. I mean, we have lots more to talk about. I was kind of thinking we would go long today and have a, a part one and a part two, but I didn't. I don't know if you have, you have time for that because we have a whole lot more to talk about. Uh, at the, it, is, it is the top of the hour, however, and we need to say goodbye to our Frank speech audience. We're going to continue for a little while on Rumble. But if you are uh, looking for Father's Day gifts, as we talked about earlier, Father's Day is coming up. And MyPillow is a great place to go and look for presents for dad. Uh, Dad will love slippers. Um, I love the slippers, as I say, on pretty much every show. I barely ever take them off. And today in Colorado, it's really rainy and yucky. And I kind of wish I was in my, my sweats with my slippers on. Uh, so if you head over to my pillow, use code CD21. Slippers, blankets, sheets, uh, the throw blankets, the, the cable knit throw blankets are absolutely incredible gifts. Um, all of the pillows are, are you know, it's, it's made, the, the supply chain is predominantly American. Uh, the manufacturing is almost entirely in America. And, uh, you know, you support the show. You support Mike Lindell, who is an incredible patriot. And you get yourself some great products and some great gifts. So head over to MyPillow. Use code CD21. Of course, for the Frank Speech audience, we go live today on Lindell TV 2 every day at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. So be sure to check in with us. And if you, uh, you know, want to want to know what else we're, we're going to say, head over to Rumble and um, finish the show with us. So, Joe, uh, Linda Opines wrote in the chat from Spooked Blog, conviction of Sussman was not the objective. Entering all the witness statements and supporting evidence into official court records laid the basis for investigation of all targets. Um, I, think that's, I think that's interesting. I think when Sussman was originally arrested or indicted, right, we were all kind of wondering why just this low-level attorney Right? Why, why is this one low-level attorney in Perkins Coy being arrested? And, um, you know, from this, this insight that we got from Tucker and Matt Gates and Jim Jordan last night in the conservative treehouse piece, which has uh, a, lot, a lot more depth on the FISA violations that occurred, um, from it, we see that Sussman was more than just a low-level attorney. Sussman was running the FBI's secure workspace for four years in the Perkins Coy Offices, and I want to go back to what they um, what they mean by workspace, because you know we can talk about uh, was it an office, right? You know, was it did they they had a secure office where FBI people were working? I don't think so. I think we're talking about a technology system. We're talking about a secure technology space based on some of the language that's used. Um, no, in- no, 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 no. It, it, it just just so we're clear, they they had a workspace meaning they had an active relationship and a and the workability inside Perkins Coie. So they had an office inside of Perkins Coie. Now I do believe they had technology. I do believe they had servers. I do believe they had uh, uh, interlinks or or uh, something they could VPN into. I believe that that is the case. 
but I, I also believe that they were actively working in that environment. They were right. working in that environment. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It, it wasn't as if it was a hands off, and we're just going to create a portal here and allow that portal to allow you to get access to information. Which, by the way, is illegal. Illegal. Right. right. So you know, I, I'm not a lawyer, but I was a, a management consultant for a very long time, and usually, you know, you'd you'd go into your client's office, and you would have, if you were working on a highly secure project, you'd have secure work environment. Um, you know, you'd have a, an office behind a locked door. You'd have, a, you know, we'd labs sometimes for some of the projects that I did uh, in the the client office. This is inverted, right? This is the if the if Perkins Coy was the service provider, um, which it sounds like from the language used in in this that they were, right? They they were in this letter to Jim Jordan and Matt Gates. They were talking about their. Um, integrity and how they were able to secure this this FBI workspace for the past 10 years going back to 2012 and that is you know how they can be trusted because they're responsible but securing that inside of a Perkins Coie office as opposed to inside of FBI offices I think is interesting right that in and of itself is interesting because then you essentially have the client working in the service providers offices but I also think what's critically important here is the what comprised this secure work environment from a technology standpoint what kind of portals were there what kind of tunneling into FBI databases were there what kind of access did Perkins Coie have to government systems and government information as a result of this engagement? I think that those those are very important questions we need to be asking. Um, well, in the, I, yeah, go ahead. And we keep asking questions, and we never get any answers. And the answers we do get are nothing to see here, as if we're talking about Jedi warriors that are just, you know, pushing us along. And I, I think that, and, and somebody just said this this morning in one of the, the chats that I'm in uh, with a group of, of fine patriots, and said, hey, it's like 1775 again. I would argue we're 1771. Because if you know anything about you know, the Revolutionary War and where it started and where it didn't start, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a slow boil. Or excuse me, it was a slow boil. Right. It, was a, it, was, it, it, brought, it brought it up over years. And people saying, look, it's just not right. They were looking around and watching people get adversely affected. People are looking around. I get, I get, I get people that come to me every day and they're like, Joe, what they're doing to you is not right. It's not right. You got sanctioned on a probable falsity, not based on any fact, and then they gave, and, and I'm sorry to make it about me. I'm, I'm sorry to make it about me. But I just, I know how other people are feeling. I, I know how they're feeling. I know how people feel like they, they just wake up and they're like, just another one. Like, are we ever going to get to the place where we have any sort of justice if we don't take it? And I would say, no, we're not going to. So the Perkins Coie is in, in having this, this portal in the office and then showing that 85% were basically not legitimate lawful searches. They were not lawful searches. How many people went to jail because of these non-lawful searches? How many people was Perkins Coie able to go out there and persecute? How many times were they able to sick the IRS on certain people? How many, how many times were they able to do what they did to Mike Flynn to other people? We, we, we forget about the guy who took a picture on his phone of a nuclear submarine of a panel thinking it was, it was awesome and sending it to his parents. Do you know what happened to him? He got seven years. He got seven years for taking a picture. And here, and here we're talking about the fact that they are persecuting Americans across America. That there are people not just like me, Mike Lindell, who gets attacked in a hotel room.
has to have security around him all the time. Mike Flynn has security around him all the time. And, and yet people that want to take shots at people, I won't take a shot at a man who spent 30 plus years in the military. I will not. Who's standing up telling us that we have to get in the gap. He keeps saying it. I won't do it. But at the end of the day, if we don't look at the, the causation, if we don't look at what do they do to other people, how does this correlate to other people they were able to put in prison and attack? And thank God I overpay on my taxes. I overpay. My, my accountant comes to me every year, unlike other people, by the way, unlike other people who have cheated for 20 years to get a, a private school education and send their kids to private school and do things like that. I mean, other, uh, unlike those people, I literally overpay my taxes every time my accountant comes to me. He's like, hey, you could take care of advantage of this, 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 and this. And I was like, is it risky? And he's like, well, it's subjective. And I'm like, don't do it then. He's like, well, Joe. And I was like, listen, last thing in the world I want to do. I want to be able to use that if I have to. If they come in and they do an audit, which they've audited me twice, and I won both times. And if they, if they audit me, I want to be able to say, here, here's what I did. Oh, by the way, here's these five that I didn't do. I think I want to do those now because they were legitimate expenses against it. So now why don't you write me a check? But how many people don't do that? How many people walk the line and get caught up in it because they're just trying to give more to their family, just trying to put more food on their, fa on their family's plate? And they stand up for something, and they get smacked down and beaten because Perkins Coie has an FBI office that says, I don't like that person. Or maybe someone that you know, went to school with them is like, hey, can you take care of this person? It's organized crime. That's what we're dealing with, is organized crime. It is. That's why I, I continually call it the Uniparty Cartel, because, you know, it, it kind of light bulb went off either the last week or the week before when we were in a show, and we called it the Uniparty Cartel on the air. And it's, it is absolutely organized crime. Mr. Producer, can you pull up C2, please? Um, this is from the conservative treehouse piece that I mentioned. This is a huge development, and it's talking about the discovery that this uh, secure workspace was being maintained in Perkins Coie offices, it goes on, essentially what is being admitted in this claim is that a portal existed into FBI databases within the law firm that represents Democrats. This means that access to FBI database searches exists inside the office of the DNC and Clinton Legal Group. Think about the ramifications here. Conservative Treehouse has long claimed there was some kind of direct portal link between the Clinton campaign team and the FBI databases. There were too many trails of extracted, non-minimized research evidence in the hands of the Clinton team that conservative treehouse could not trace to a transferring FBI official. If Perkins Coie operated a portal in their office that allowed them to conduct search queries of American citizens, then everything would make sense. That access portal is exactly what is being claimed and admitted in this report. The start date of 2012 is important for several reasons, not the least of which is FISA presiding Judge Rosemary Collier criticizing the scale and scope of unlawful FBI database access going back to exactly 2012. Keep in mind, a FISA 702 search is simply an unlawful FBI warrantless electronic search of, Amer of an American. 702 represents the American citizen into the central database maintained by the NSA that contains all electronic data and communication. 
I have been in the deep hole, this is the author speaking, I have been in the deep hole of FISA 702 database search query violations for so long I don't even need a flashlight. The report from Matt Gates about Perkins Coy access to FBI databases is in direct alignment with Rosemary Collier's report of FBI FISA abuses of the database 702 violations. So this is going back, right? You'll remember after the, the unmasking, you can pull it down, Mr. Producer, after the unmasking was revealed, right? This is going back a couple of years now that it was revealed that General Flynn was unmasked and that other Americans had been unmasked in the course of investigation without a predicate to unmask those, uh, those American citizens. We now see that this is, um, this is part of how they do business. This is the, you know, the, 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 <laughs> Essentially, what is being admitted in this claim is that a portal existed into FBI databases within the law firm of Perkins Coie, that rep the, the law firm that represents Democrats. And again, this is Perkins Coie is everywhere. They are, uh, you know, here in Denver. They have offices here in Denver. They support um, every aspect of the executive branch of our of our Colorado state government. And yes, they are the lawfare arm of the Democrat National Committee. And they're colluding with the FBI. They're in bed with the FBI. There is zero daylight between the lawfare arm of the Democrat National Committee and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And this is going back again to 2012. And it's still operational today. They still maintain that secure workspace today. What were the contracts? What was the proposal for this? What was the contract that they drew up for them to run this secure workspace for the FBI? These are all things that we, the people who are funding this operation, should have access to. Like all of these circumstances, it's critical that we have uh, that we have a bank that we can rely on. We're seeing a lot of banks out there that are pandering to current trends at the cost of the consumer, but there's one that's not afraid to make bold decisions that put customers first, even if it's going to make headlines. That's Axos Bank. Do a quick search and you'll see what I mean. This is a bank that's all about integrity, fairness, and the freedom to do business without compromising our values. Take a look at their rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can get a $150 bonus if you open it by July 31st. Go to axosbank.com slash daily for full details. That's axosbank.com slash D-A-I-L-Y. And for that cash bonus, you only need a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your rewards checking account. Axosbank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're here for us, all of us. Axosbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Well, but you're not going to get access to it. I mean, I think that's the point. These are all things that we talk about in order to give you access to understanding what's happening. But the other part of this is, what are we going to do about it? How do we work the problem? I mean, how do, how do we take back control of what we're doing currently and say, all right, we've had enough. It's been, it's been great. We've had enough. You know what I really want to do? I want to make sure that they don't do it again. And so we have a whistleblower inside of, of the, the FBI for a reason. The reason why we have a whistleblower <laughs> the reason why we have a whistleblower is because, frankly, that people are waking up inside the FBI going, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, sooner or later they're going to find out that I don't have the same ideology as them. And when they do that, I'm going to be out. That's why you have people that are retiring. Instead of you know, taking, making the hard decision of standing up and taking a shot, they're like, nope, I'm just going to retire and get out. And a lot of people have. They're like, oh, no, this is not the FBI that it used to be. We, we, just, need to get, we just need to get out of here. And, and the reason why that's dangerous, the reason why I, I would implore all those people to become whistleblowers, I mean, just start taking out your Rolodex, all the bad things that people did, and start pushing them forward. We'll publish it. 
Give it to us as a whistleblower. We've got a couple of whistleblowers. So give us a, some whistleblower information. Send us the information. We'll publish it. We'll publish all of it. But if we don't start from the inside out, I mean, Ash, this is my point. If we don't start from the inside out, then a bloody war is all we're, uh, is the only choice we have left. That's not, by the way, that's not a, a call to violence at all. That's recognizing that when they do the things that they're doing right now to persecute Americans, they're picking us off one by one. And I just want to know when that moment will be. When, that, when does that moment be where you say, you know what? Where you kiss your, your wife and your kids and you mean it. Like, I love you. When you say I love you to them, it actually, you mean that. Because you recognize that, frankly, what choice do we have at this point? I mean, look at what happened to Greg and, and Catherine. A true the vote. Did you hear about that? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know what you're specifically what you're referring to. Sending body parts. I, Pictures I of body parts. No, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, the, the the amount of intimidation and and death threats that they got is is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Hmm. You think the FBI did anything about it? Yeah, I, well, I'm starting to believe that there's not there's not much that they don't know, right? I mean, right. we're talking about uh, you know the 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 um, C two that we just had up. Uh, when you're looking at these these access portals, but I want to go back to um, keep in mind a FISA 702 search is simply an unlawful FBI warrantless electronic search of an American into the central database maintained by the NSA. That control that contains all electronic data and communication. So the NSA database, the when you when you think about you know they're they're capturing it all, right? I think uh, post Patriot Act, there's no doubt about that. This this NSA uh, you know the NSA database exists. If the FBI is allowing Democrat law firms access into that. It's, it's the most egregious violation. I mean, remember the Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects. And I would argue that the, uh, on, your online footprint, your online activity is the modern definition of papers in this, uh, that this is your correspondence, this is your interaction, um, uh, to be secure in their purses, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue but upon probable clause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. This is not uh, lawful in any way, shape, or form. I, I would argue that the FBI having access to the NSA database is unlawful. Um, I would argue that the NSA database itself is unlawful, um, but certainly the FBI giving a Democrat law firm access to that information and allowing them to run search queries on American citizens without any oversight or without, uh, you know, that's being done by the government. This isn't a private entity that is amassed a database like uh, a Google or an Amazon um, have, and, and they do, I've written about this. Um, we're not talking about a private database. We're not talking about information that you consent to have the, the Perkins Coy or the DNC be able to run queries about. We're talking about government-captured information that they're then using for political purposes. It's the most egregious Fourth Amendment violation. You could probably argue that it constitutes a treasonous offense, certainly a high crime and misdemeanor. I would, I would, I would, I mean, but, but here's the problem is that will we actually get to the point where the justice is served? 
I mean, it, are you going to, is Durham going to have every case in Washington, D.C. and pull from a jury pool that has people that sit on uh, the same football team as one of his kids? Is that a real thing? I mean, at that, at that, at that case, in that case, what, what hope do we have collectively? What hope do we have in regaining our country if the entire system is stacked against us? If it's just one big corrupt cabal? I mean, I'm, I'm, this is a this is a serious question. I mean, I I have a question about the you know whether or not we can reclaim anything if we do not create a system of accountability. There has to be accountability. There there okay. absolutely has to be, and we will not move past any of this. This is why with the election, right? That they say, oh, there's been sixty something court cases. There's been this many uh, times that you know you guys have lost in court. We've never lost in court. We've never lost in court because we've never been allowed to bring our case into court. Every court where, uh, where election fraud has come before, the cases have been dismissed on standing, on uh, you know what other procedural and process-based grounds. We have not brought the evidence of the overwhelming massive evidence that this was the crime of the century and that the elections, not just the presidential election, but the downstream elections, the ballot initiatives, the local city council races, AGs, secretaries of state, district attorneys, um, that all of these races have been manipulated, can be, and likely have been manipulated. Going to ballot initiatives, you know, one of the biggest issues that I had with the 2020 election in Colorado was not the presidential race. Certainly, I had an issue with the presidential race, but that wasn't the biggest. The biggest was the National Popular Vote Compact, that uh, Coloradans overwhelmingly, according to the 2020 election result, overwhelmingly voted to give up the Electoral College. I don't believe that. I don't think that that foots with, with what I've experienced on the ground and, and, you know, working with USEIP teams in all 64 Colorado counties. I don't believe it. And we know that the elections are so manipulated. We know that there is the capability. Now CNN is admitting that the, the elections have the vulnerabilities. They'll say that, oh, but they weren't used. We don't believe you because you keep lying to us. You well, said they couldn't connect. Go ahead. No, no, no. That we don't agree. We don't believe them because we have the evidence to show that it has been manipulated. It's not. I mean, we we have to. And, right. and this is what I talked about when I went and I was and I was talking to a bunch of influencers. We're in this group together, and I was like, "Listen, until we get to the point where we start talking the same language," and somebody said, "Joe, well, listen, we're we're all independent," and I was like, "And that's the problem. Sh show me how I gets anything done. Show me how I gets anything done. I, I didn't I didn't grow a company because I grew because of we." Like we did that. And everything that I've ever done, I have never been able to accomplish something on my own. And so influencers right. are like, but I care about my followers. And I would say, I, and, and I share stuff from other people. And, and uh, people are like, oh, I can't believe you supported this person. I'm like, what are you talking about? Go, go watch the message. Why? I don't like that person. I'm thinking to myself, it's the same thing that I'm saying. It is the same message that I've said. This is, I mean, this is the same message, but we have trouble standing up for anything other than I. And this is a challenge, by the way, that I'm giving to all the influencers to, to get in a room. And I've been calling for this for over a year. I'm like, listen, if we get in a room and we war room this deal, we will literally win because we will wake up people by the tens of millions. If we walk around and say, hey, this is a good person, go listen to stuff over here. Hey, this is Nick. Go listen to Nick. He's really good. Let's go over here, listen to Clay. Go over here, listen to, to Professor Drecker. Go over here, listen to Jake Lang, which, by the way, we're going to have on tomorrow. Um, if they let, it, if they let him out. If they let him out. 
if they let him out. I mean, that, and that's the whole thing, guys. We were supposed to have Jake Lang, uh, you know, political prisoner. We were supposed to have him out, but frankly, three, four times in a row, and they're yeah. the, the the evil, the evil that is um, that is persecuting these January six political prisoners is just it's it's so overwhelming, and it's one of the. I mean, this is a this is a historical story that will live on in American lore forever if we don't lose the republic. The fact that the U.S. government has done this to. Um, to American citizens, kept them as political prisoners uh, for for as long as they have, and with such small charges, small crimes, and uh, for for many, uh, no crimes, right? Uh, tres trespassing. Um, well, and and we and we, but when we when we when we look at when we look at holistically all the things that we're talking about right now, somebody just says Robert just says, "Hey, talk about Pegasus." So Pegasus is a real thing, by the way. It is a real thing. It's, it is a really bad organization. Um, it is spyware. It can operate on your system. Um, it, I know that it was on my computer, my computer specifically. Uh, it, it, I had this, uh, this uh, antivirus called Komodo. It actually turned off certain aspects of Komodo, so they didn't think that I saw that they were in there, but I did. So th th it's a real thing. I mean, they're, they're literally using stuff against Americans to try and do whatever they can, create any dirt. Uh, but they're weaponizing everything against anyone that resists them. And if we don't, if I swear to you, if we were able to just stand together, if we were able to just come together and stand up and set aside our egos and petty differences and everything else, it would very quickly manifest itself into American people standing up too, because we would be talking the same language. We would be talking the same language. We would, we would literally stand in the gap together, shoulder to shoulder, and we would be able to talk the same. People would understand, look, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. Do you know, there's 81 million people, or excuse me, 74 million people that we know are like that, but more. Imagine that the 60% or 50%, whatever it is, I don't even know what percentage is, of Democrats that believe that the election was stolen in 2020. It's a big number. What about those people? You move those over, now you're at 120 million. We know roughly 70 million people in the United States are, are uh, uh, children under the age of 18. Are those 70 million important enough that we're willing to stand up? I can tell you right now why people don't stand up with us. I can tell you why they don't. I can tell you why they're silent. Because we haven't learned to set aside petty differences and stand together. We always got to be the one, we got we to be the loudest voice in the room. We got to be the one that is doing more, that, that is, that's taking credit for everything that good that happens in our nation. We're always saying that I want to be the person that's written in the history books. I hope they never say my name. Just like the guy that ran onto the beaches of Normandy, there's the last shot fired before they surrendered. We know that there's a person that did that, that tipped it. Uh, I'll be that person. Never mention my name ever again. But if we don't stand together, we have no chance of winning. I need to do an ad read really quick. So, so this show is brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, maybe advertisers know a bit too much about you. If you're connected, if you're concerned about privacy of your identity, using incognito mode won't always solve the problem either. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. When you you can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. 
Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trusted Pilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash daily. It's important to use the slash daily. ipvanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily to save 70% as a conservative daily podcast listener. Um, I also want to tell you that um, if you use ipvanish and you have the, the VPN working when you're in and you try to unlock your car or do things like that, it will not work. You have to disconnect it because the car, the phone itself uses both the IMEI and the IP address collectively to validate who you are. So it will not work if you do not use, if you, if you don't turn it off in some instances. <sighs> yeah. No, you know, all this, uh, all this talk about the NSA has made me think of the importance of making sure that you're not tracked online and uh probably probably time for a word from one of our sponsors mr producer so this podcast is again sponsored by ip vanish and uh, we'll be back in one minute this podcast brought to you by our sponsor ip vanish if you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet May advertisers know a little bit too much about you. You're concerned about the privacy of your identity. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even your devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you do that, you, all your private details, passwords, communications, history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. IP Vanish for our listeners is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our list with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. It's easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with a brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash daily. The dot slash daily is important. So it's ipvanish.com slash daily. Use promo code daily and save 70%. So uh, just to you know, kind of round out this secure workspace story, Mr. Producer, can you pull up C5? please. So the FISA court identified and quantified tens of thousands of search queries of the NSA slash FBI database using the FISA 702 system. The database was repeatedly used by persons with contractor access who unlawfully searched and extracted the raw results without redacting the information and shared it with an unknown number of entities. Just to pause there really quickly, that contractor access. So that is, it, you know, as I mentioned, um, you know, the, the law firm is the service provider. They're the professional services entity providing the services. The FBI is the client. The law firm in this instance, if they had access to the FBI NSA systems, and it appears that they did based on the fact that they were running this secure workspace for at least 10 years, um, that contractor access would be like the lawyer's access, right? When I was a management consultant and I worked for my clients, I had contractor access into their systems. So that's what's talking about here is we're talking about access into the NSA FBI database. The database was repeatedly used by persons with contractor access who unlawfully searched and extracted the raw results without redacting the information and shared it with an unknown number of entities. The outline process certainly points toward a political spying and surveillance 
operation. When the DOJ use of the IRS for political information on their opposition became problematic, the Obama administration needed another tool. It was in 2012 when they switched to using the FBI databases for targeted search queries. 2012 again. This information from Jim Jordan and Matt Gates has the potential to be extremely explosive. It will be interesting to see how the domestic intelligent community media, the New York Times political WAPO, in that order, respond to this Matt Gates report, or if they do at all. I wrote about these suspicions in depth in 2017, 2018, and summarized in 2019. So this is, again, from that conservative, you can pull it down, from that conservative treehouse article, which is uh, in-depth and goes through uh, the implications of what Tucker reported last night pretty extensively, and I would highly recommend. But this this contractor access, I know, Joe, in, in your um, technology company, you probably had contractor access to your client systems. Uh, can you imagine using that type of access for a political spying operation? Well, I can, yeah, I can. And I can tell you how powerful data is, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about data to run a search of an American, but I'm talking about how, 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 what steps we have to take in order to keep our data safe from outside influences. And just imagine having data on every American inside of a law firm that is unchecked. And this, this brings me back to, we talk about mail, mail and votes that, that's unchecked. Like you have no way to verify that that information is accurate or that that's real. They're expecting you to just believe that the, the greater good, that, that these are all good people that are voting. Well, we, it's we not, know that, hang on a second though. Cause it's not, yeah. it's not just, it's not just that. Cause think about mail and ballots. When we were sold on mail and ballots, we were told that there were controls in place. We were told that there were signature verification. We were told that the voter rolls were clean and that people weren't getting ballots who didn't weren't eligible for them or who were dead or whatever. We were sold these things, right? We were sold our current election process based on a system of checks and balances that was a lie. Signature verification is a farce. Signature verification in the real world, if you're doing uh, a validation of handwriting sample or a signature verification for court services, you need years of experience. You need, um, you know, hours upon days, days of training. You need advanced tools. And they sold us that that is what mail-in ballots give us. We get, we get the security of knowing the signature is the signature, but in reality, signature verification is, is a glance. It's, yeah, that, that looks right. Okay, yeah, the next, that looks right. It's not a control. It's a farce. It's a fake control to make people feel good about mail-in voting. There are no controls for mail-in voting. The entire integrity of mail-in voting is based on signature verification. If you do not have sound signature verification processes, then there are no controls on mail-in voting. But again, we were sold this in Colorado 10 years ago, right? We went all, ma all no excuse mail-in ballots in 2013. And we were told they were secure and we were told there were controls. And now and we know that there's no controls, but we're stuck with mail-in ballots. What happened in 2013? What happened is, as soon as we did that, what happened to the political climate in Colorado? Oh, well, it, it, it flipped, right? Flipped we, yeah, yeah, the, the state turned blue. The state turned blue as soon as this, this process came in and then, you know, stayed bluer and, uh, so, you know, more purple and then eventually turned blue with, with the introduction of Dominion machines and then clear ballots after a, a lawsuit uh, in 2015, 2016. 
Well, we got a, we got a, we got a lot of work to do as people, and I want to I want to remind everyone that as we talk about the FBI, what's happened in Perkins Coie, we should talk about Sussman, we talk about the information. I do I do believe in having a little bit of. Uh, maybe this is just the tip of the iceberg as it relates to Hillary Clinton and things that are happening uh, with the DNC. Maybe it's the tip of the iceberg. And then Sussman, although we didn't get him with, with jury nullification, that maybe there's some sort of pathway that allows for us to get to the bottom of this. Like, so we can, I, I want to have that hope that that's happening. But I also recognize that don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. No one is coming to save us. I'm going to say it again. No one is coming to save us. President Trump is not going to ride in on the white horse and everything's going to go back to normal. They have literally destroyed the foundational fibers, the, the foundation of our, of our nation. Every institution. Every institution. So if you want to save it, you got to save yourself. And, and by the way, I want to point this out if we can. Um, do you know what the 10th Amendment is for the Constitution? Uh, you know all, all rights go back to the people or the states. I know the 9th and the 10th is, are states and yeah. people. I'm not sure which is which. All right, so the, the, the enumeration of the Constitution, this is ninth, enumeration of the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed or denied or disparaged other retained by the, others retained by the people. And then the tenth is the powers not delegated to the United States to the Constitution, by the Constitution, nor prohibited by the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. When we start talking about the fact that if they're not going to enforce the law, we need to enforce the law, that's a real thing. And I know you don't, you don't know what that looks like, but I would tell you that police officers... First responders, military personnel, it's your obligation to stand up and stop the tyranny that's happening in our nation. But it's also our obligation to stand in unison and talk the same language and tell people what is actually hurting them. So no better place can happen than, than when we start talking about taking back our communities, getting part of organizations, and, and telling leaders of those organizations to set aside petty differences, to have patience with people, and tell people not to get all riled up and run around saying, all right, go grab your guns. That's not going to solve the problem. We got to keep a level head and we got to, we got to push towards equal, equal justice and equal justice is not persecution on one side and letting them do whatever they want on the other. What they do to one of us, they do to all of us. That is an ethos that you need to adopt. But we're out of time. We're out of time. Yeah. We're just, I know we went long today. Yeah, you know, I think, so yesterday hearing that Sussman was acquitted, it's kind of like, oh, are we ever going to get any sort of justice? In talking with, um, you know, some of my, my favorite uh, legal sources last night, uh, they tend to agree with what, what Linda put in the, the chat from Spooked, that this is a longer game, and now there's a lot more on the record. Remember, in the Sussman trial, Robbie Mook essentially fingered Hillary Clinton as the person who pulled the trigger on perpetuating the Rustin dossier into the investigations that occurred, right? So we're talking not just about... Um, opposition research and, and uh, campaign type activities. We're talking about fake information with the Russian dossier that was then brought in and created the Russiagate, $30-$40 million investigation that we all paid for. And they knew it was false, right? We have um, this explosive information that's coming out. So I don't think that this, uh, that this investigation, this Durham investigation is is 
even remotely close to being concluded. It's, it appears that we're just starting to get some some of the the details in a in a kind of you know zoom out and look a little bit more at the the universe that that Durham is operating in. But you know my initial reaction when I saw Tucker's piece last night was to feel joy about it. And, uh, and you know, then, then God kind of convicted me about that. I want to read a, a couple of, of verses, Joe, and then I'll, I'll hand it over to you to pray. But this was, you know, God convicting me this, this morning and, and last night. Proverbs 24, 17 through 18, do not rejoice when your enemy falls and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles or the Lord will see it and be displeased and turn his anger away from him. So if God is convicting our enemies right now and, and we, you know, get all excited and, and pile on and, and get really joyful about that, he might stop. So, so that's what it says in Proverbs. So, you know, we are commanded to pray for our enemies, and I think that that's important. Again, here in First Peter 3, 9, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. That one's particularly difficult with me because I do love. I feel like sometimes mocking is my love language, and um, and I do I do love to mock. But do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you are called, so that you may inherit a blessing. And so we're called to pray for our enemies. We're absolutely able to pray for for truth and justice and for the um, the kingdom of God. To, to be realized and for the glory of God to be revealed on this earth. But we are not supposed to wish for bad things upon our enemies. And, you know, as I was kind of happy last night um, when, I, when I saw the Tucker piece and then dug into the conservative treehouse article and read it, um, you know, God, God pretty quickly convicted me about that. We are supposed to be um, focused on building the kingdom of God. And, uh, and he continually reminds me of that. Be weary of those that uh, that divide the conservative movement. Be weary. And no, that's not an attack on any one person. That's just making sure that we hold people accountable. Right? We're, it's going to take all of us to get to the end. We need to start speaking the same language, walking the same direction, and recognizing the bad things that are happening in our community. So uh, with that said, um, I, I have a hard time with, with praying for our enemy. I, I figured that after the fight's done, then I'll pray for them. I'll pray that they're healed. Uh, but I want God's will to be done, and sometimes that that can that can get us into a bloody situation. Violence does beget violence. I think that there's many people that are that are of the opinion that, frankly, we're tired of the the bullying and the uh, all the things that the left says that they're against. They do every day, every single day. They stand up and they lie, cheat, steal, do everything that they can, everything that they can, and and be weary, be weary of the fact that you have to be able to stand up and and speak truth. Always speak truth. Speak truth. And, and don't be afraid of those people that want to antagonize you. Don't be afraid of them. Just do, do what needs to be done to people that are trash. Just push them aside. Yeah, if I could just say one more thing, Joe, about what you said with the, um, the it, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to pray for our enemies and the, um, the objectives that we are desiring to bring about at odds with with that of the world. We're not called to do things that are easy, right? We're never promised an easy way here on earth. In fact, we're promised tribulation, but God does command us. And it's hard for me too, right? I mean, it's really hard for me to pray for some of some of my my enemies and I'm not as as uh, you know, 
as good at it as I as I should be. But you know, I did I did feel very convicted specifically about this because I do think that this um, this revelation about this secure work environment and really what the the DNC has been doing with with agencies within our government. I think this is explosive. I think that this is, you know, but I, I think we also need to keep our eye on why we're really here. So sorry for interrupting you. Well, well I think, I think that we, it's more, it's more than just putting, uh, yeah, it's more than just keeping our eye on the ball right now. It's doing something like getting in a gap and doing something. So, uh, I'm just going to quickly pray and then, um, I'll go through the niceties and then tell you what we're going to talk about tonight, which would be awesome. Uh, Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here together, and thank you for the extra time that we were allotted that we could uh, speak truth, Father. Thank you for um, for those people that are standing courageously in the gap and doing the work that is necessary in order to return you to our communities and to our society. Father, please forgive us for just not speaking up in the, in the past and, the, and just letting what is happening in our country happen. Um, by not paying attention, not paying attention to that which is most important to us, and that should be our children and the future of our country. Father, please bless us as we go about our days we may, that we may honor you and we may do your will. And we may do so in a way that would make you proud and would make you say, well done, my faithful servant. Father, we, we're in a place right now where, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm saying something that's like Captain Obvious, but um, we're in a place right now that is, is critical. And we, we recognize all these bad things that these bad people are doing to our country. And, you know, sometimes it just feels like it's overwhelming. So I would just ask that you, you know, guard our hearts and our minds and lead us in a direction where we can accomplish great things, that we can actually see through all the things that they're doing to us. And we may make good decisions to combat those things that they do that are bad and hurt our communities and hurt our, our children. Father, please be with the Uvalde parents uh, and the and the families that were adversely affected by that that senseless act. And Father, I would just ask for you to to uh, speak into their hearts. I know as a parent, I just I can't even imagine what they're feeling right now. I would ask you just to to quell their their anger and to. Uh, Help them be at peace, Father. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't even know how I could get myself to a place of peace, honestly. But I just ask that you give them that peace. <sighs> Father, I, I say all of these things, and we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Difficult for me to talk. I mean, I know that I'm being a little transparent. Like, I don't, I don't know that I could quell that anger. I don't know if I could, if my, my daughter or my son... I lost one of my kids. I don't. I don't know if somebody did something violent against. I don't know that that would be a possibility for me. I work. I, I want to work on that because we talked about we talked about Grace, who's the the young lady who was had Down syndrome, who who died, and and her dad kind of came on and talked about just uh, forgiveness. And I'm just. I'm not sure I'm there. I do forgive people, but it it takes me a little bit. It takes me a little bit, and especially when I get to that place where I'm like, all right game on so i just that's one of the things that i'll be working on so hey we go live every day uh 10 a.m and 4 p.m mountain standard time we also uh are you can catch us on conservative-daily.com rumble d live cloud hub and frank speech 
Uh, you smash a rumble button on your way out if you would and share it with someone who needs to hear it. We're also on Brighteon now. We, we don't advertise that except for here, but boy, it's shooting up as far as the uh, views on that environment. If you want to listen to us in the audio version, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over there and give us a five-star review um, and share it with someone that needs to hear it. And uh, yeah, we're, we're perfectly aware of everything that's happening on Apple. We also know about the, the couple IPs and VPNs that are being used in order to write bad reviews. We're, we're working on it. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of it. We got into the bottom of the other things about uh, people turning off different regions. So um, I just want you to know that we are working on it. But go over there and, and check out the audio version as well. Um, if you want a reminder, we go live. You can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. I've subscribed to our newsletter and the Daily Facts Blast in the link below. I do want to thank all the people that signed up for members, to be members at conservative-daily. We had a really big Friday and Thursday. Um, you can be for a member for as little as $10, and you can send faxes every day to Congress. Now, how those faxes work is you write a letter. You can actually adjust that letter. You send that letter into Congress, and then they send you a response back. And it goes back and forth. You can send it to all the people in Congress, or you can send it to... Um, you can send it to uh, um, you, you can send it to just your state representatives or state senators. So, so it's a good, it's a great program. Um, also, if you want to become part of the People's Chamber of Commerce, just want to I want to say this: People's Chamber of Commerce is all about you, right? We want to build out the Law and Policy Center. Um, I know I do know that the one that said it was a Ponzi scheme. All right, so let me revalidate how what it means if you're a business owner and you sign up. And you bring other people in because we had a conversation with um, someone in the, uh, um, uh, the state of Colorado. And they said, hey, you can't because of this person who's a journalist that wants to create something as a Ponzi scheme. So what I said is, is you could go recruit four of the businesses and you would get 25%. That's called becoming an ambassador. So the two people that became ambassadors, they actually work as an ambassador for the People's Chamber of Commerce. It's not a Ponzi scheme. But they have recruited many, many people in, and they get paid a commission for bringing people in. Now, if you decide not to be an ambassador, but you still want to be a part of the People's Chamber of Commerce, it's like signing up for a group where you get to stand together. So now I can, I can you know, put that out there for um, the little clowns that want to uh, say that what we did is not right. We've verified it, and we've had a nice conversation with the state. So, And uh, they said, yeah, okay, that's fine. You can do that. Again, the little pettiness that you have of these radical leftists that literally spend all of their time thinking about me. It must be something great to just live rent-free in their head. But go to the People's Chamber of Commerce, become a member, start up a chapter in Charter of FEC United in your area, uh, and get people to stand together. So there's a lot of great things that are happening in that organization. And um, we've accomplished a lot of great things. And that's why they write bad things about us that are not true, because they know we're having a positive effect of bringing people together. And they don't want that. Over so the target. Over the target. So God bless you all. We'll see you tonight at 4 o'clock. we got some great stuff happening tonight. I think you'll be really, uh, we, we might have a guest tonight. Um, I'll try to let you guys know on Truth and on uh, Telegram what it is we'll be talking about prior to it so you can uh, join us there. Um, until then, God bless you all. Keep a steady head, eyes forward, head up, and just know that in the end, God wins. God bless.